Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, we're back, yeah. baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we both sound awful. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to do a chunky cough. Um, yeah, well, you know, first, first of all, first off, let's do it. Welcome to Cyborg Podcast, guys. Um, happy 2024. I'm your host, Andrea Wallace. And I'm your host, Brooke Van Poplin. We uh, did it. We're we back. Both We're got, live. We both got COVID over the holiday. We didn't even see each other. It was separate incidents. Um, <laughs> if you can't tell them both of our really sexy voices, uh, I lost my voice pretty much completely, Brooke. No, I didn't lose my voice, but I couldn't smell or taste for like nine days. Um, that's thank God back that I didn't realize how much that was going to get me down. It really gets you down emotionally because I I need as anyone does their all their olfactory senses to really mm. enjoy. Mm. Like I, I feel like I was drinking coffee, couldn't taste it. And because mm. I couldn't taste or smell it, my brain was like, there was no caffeine in that, even though, of course, it was caffeine. Totally. It's like I need the whole experience to feel awake. And I was having just weird mind games. I mean, I got ill over like kind of like during my trip to Nebraska to see my family. I thought it was a cold because I thought I had an asymptomatic version over Thanksgiving, whatever. Turns out it was stupid fucking COVID. I lost, uh, I didn't get any of my family members sick, thank God. Brian got sick, but whatever, whatever. We share everything. We share everything. Um, so uh, I lost my taste and smell for a couple days. And like the morning of Christmas Eve, which I think I was like day eight by then, I woke up that morning and I was like, okay, I can kind of smell stuff. And I'm pretty sure I was texting you that I was like, in my mom's pantry that morning, like <laughs> huffing Worcestershire and peanut butter and whiskey just to like wake my olfactory brain up. And like, honestly, by the end of the day, I was like, I can taste my mom's Christmas cookies. But, you know, I basically was like lost my voice on the 20th and like it just been screaming at my family for five days after that <laughs> just to try and keep up and be heard. <laughs> And then oh for some, and then, you know, like no rest for the wicked went straight to an LCD sound system concert on the 30th after we were testing negative, sang into a like, scream karaoke on New Year's Eve. 
I mean, so I've had some issues, but I'm back, baby. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I'm doing a gentle reentry. We're doing a we're oh, doing a slow I'm struggling. reentry. My my chest is heavy. I got I'm like I got to get to saunas and hot yoga. I got a steam shower, all this gunk out of my chest because it was just like a cold. That was it for me. But there is some lingering shit. Well, we hope you guys. Um, there's a good chance you. A bunch of you have COVID and or the flu and or something because everybody got it. Like everybody got something. It's still it's like the hottest season, goss. It still really is. You know what I mean? It's still. <laughs> it's because you have to do this whole new ritual thing now where it's like you got to go get the test and then you got to break the bad news. It's like the, uh, you know, it, yeah. it really is the the pregnancy test of, of viral illnesses. Totally. Um, I mean, you know? I, I really did feel great in that, like, of course, I had exposed my entire family previous to me finding out I was positive. But like once they found out, they did not. They didn't send me to my room. You know what I mean? They, they were like. <laughs> Just mask up, bitch, and just pull it down when you want to sip your whiskey. Happy holidays. We'll figure it out, you know? <laughs> Sit in the corner, but you don't have to go fully away from us. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I was. Uh, I was like, wah, wah, but I'm fine. Everything's fine. So anyways, well, here yeah, we so are. Here we are, and uh, sorry that we missed a week. We both were just Ow. not yeah. whatever. I mean, look, according to the astrological new year, shit hasn't even kicked off till today anyway. And today is a new moon that we're recording. So I think it's actually Ooh. very good timing. You know, especially- so we're lining up on a new Capricorn moon. We mm-hmm. both have those Capricorn nurse moms. Well, and we're I'm a cat. Yes. Me and too. The, yes. And yes. the cat moons. Yes. Like you said. So here we are. I think today is perfect and is the beginning of a new year and is the day that we should be recording and coming back. Fuck yeah. All right. Way to way to justify it. And I'm on board. <laughs> you, you know, that being said, we are going to take it a little bit easy for you guys today. I think people are still wrapping their brains trying to get, you know, back into the swing of things. So we're just going to have a fun little episode and dive into a bunch of headlines that we have obviously missed over the past few weeks, you know, which we love to talk about. Well, here's here's the headline, too. Aside from all of us getting sick, then like all of us sliced our index fingers off on our left hands um, <laughs> the other day. I got I got Sean. Oh, wait, look what I'm holding up. Let, oh. Ladies and gentlemen, I got engaged. Yeah. Over duh. the holidays. Whoa. There's uh, a lot happening. Are you sure yep. you didn't slice off the tip of your left yeah. hand finger just so you could show off that ring? Exactly. I'm holding it up. I truly was just like, look at this fucking finger. And then I was like, oh, but look at this other finger with a rock I on mean, it I mean, it's hard to, you got to be careful around sharp objects when you, you know, and you're cutting when that dazzling rock is like shimmering into your eye. No wonder you got cut, girl. I was, <laughs> yeah, I got dazzled and then lost concentration and took off a finger. I'm glad, you know, anyways, it's all good. Uh, my finger is absolutely missing a diagonal portion of it plus some of the nail. <laughs> It's really fucking gross. I'm literally like, I might have to look into plastic surgery later in life. We'll see how she she won't shapes let you back up. Like, grow back. Did we talk? We'll about, see. Like, we'll see. We were talking about like my grandfather's fingers growing up. We ever talked about this? So oh, he, well, I'll talk to you about my grandma's finger. Sure. My grandfather like worked in fields, and he would use you know he would he would use sharp objects you know to like in the fields, and he sliced the tippies of his fingers off at one point. Um, and so he just had like claw, like nubby fingers with like claws growing out or like where the nails were on like three of his hands. It was like 
crazy. I mean, of course, like, I mean, to have a grandparent with those hands, you remember grandparents' hands anyway, right? Of I mean, course it's like a you thing. do. Yeah. And so these ones were just like, <laughs> like wow, like I weird, am picturing like, it. goblin hands, like that, you know, were amazing. He was a beautiful man, but it was like, whoa, grandpa, your hand, you know? <laughs> that is such like, God, growing it, Nebraska, like, or this was, was this Utah? Utah. This was Utah. Utah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, my, my grandma, um, cut one of her fingers off uh, by trying to fix the lawnmower or something, oh. jammed the blade. And she did like that classic don't do that sort of move because I don't think it was off. It was just stuck. So when she Ooh. dislodged whatever it was, <laughs> the tip of her finger, like the top of it went flying off. Uh, but she had the she had the wherewithal to go get it, put it on ice and um, get driven to the hospital and have it reattached. But they reattached it. A little crooked. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, listen, the hands, I mean, like, it's my grandmother was always embarrassed of her very arthritic, you know, riddled hands and also with the crooked sewn back on finger. And, um, Grammy, I'm, uh, we're going the way. We're going, going the, the way. way. Go in the way. Hands. I mean, this is inspiring me because I think this should be the year that I finally look into like what it would cost to get my hands insured as a practitioner, uh, you know, of skincare. Oh. Like my hands are my money makers. And if something happens, like I'm fucked. Yeah. You know, you, I know JLo Let, insurance her ass. Right? Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. I get to my insured. Hands. Unless insured. I can learn how to get facials with my feet. You know what I mean? And yeah, we'll I'd, I'd show up for that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It's so LA. This is the year, baby. This is my foot facial year. It's going to happen. Gross, but awesome. Uh, awesome, but gross. All right. All right. We'll do it. Let's jump into our first headline, huh? Rick, why don't you kick it off? Oh, absolutely. And I would like to put it out there. I definitely got COVID catering a holiday party on the 22nd. So y'all, <laughs> I went down fighting side work podcast style. I was back in the shit definitely passing some apps and clearing drink and it, I was just like I was working that gig and I was like it's I'm going down there's no way I was like I'm absolutely getting COVID from this event and I did <laughs> anyways all right so let us know if this is happening where you work or if this is a requirement in your place of business but this Eater article basically says people are st noticing this really aggressive and annoying trend that's been taking place possibly over the last five years it's been building, where instead of walking into a place and someone saying, welcome, the new terminology are all of these young people saying, welcome in. And it's driving people up a fucking wall. And so they're trying to figure out like when did this sort of like cultural shift to like welcome on in, welcome in, you know. Um, welcome in, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um serve, you know, it, and and so they're looking back to like um you know, and like basically they think it is prevalent in a corporate guidebook of some sort where if you are in a more corporate trained restaurant yeah that it kind of sounds like what you'd say at the cheesecake factory what you would say at like yeah like a very specific you know catchy thing for one restaurant chain to latch on to but yeah yeah I know and it's to me like it's really funny I'm like I guess I wouldn't personally notice it and I, I'm like I'm sure I say that to people too because like 
you know, I think anytime I've, I've said like welcome in as a host or welcoming someone into a restaurant, like especially if it's like I'm thinking of like rainy, snowy days, like not only am I like, oh, come on in, come on in, welcome in, like come in from the cold or whatever. But I'm like, who are these people out there who are like nitpicking and losing their mind or like since when did they add the in to welcome? I demand answers. Uh, yeah, no, totally. I mean, this article is saying that it might be more of a Southern expression. You know that has been oh. that has been used and just kind of lurked its way into the restaurant industry across the country, um, but yeah, I think welcome in to me it sounds it sounds odd to me just saying it. How about you? Um, I think w- when I'm really on top of my game, I think welcome is a full sentence. I think I'm like, hey guys, welcome. Hi, welcome. Yeah, how are you? Welcome. Like, welcome. Just a welcome. How? Yeah, just I like a welcome. You know. Anyways, but Anyways. yeah, the eater, eater, you know, had to make a point to say, is this a bad trend and should it stop? And, you know, because like at the end of every calendar year, there's usually the word or the phrase of the year, then mm. other words that they decide they want to retire. And so I feel like this is a kind of picky point that I'm like, I don't know. I don't think it's that pervasive here in L.A. You're lucky if anyone says shit to you when you walk in. Anyways, <laughs> like. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like places I go, people say hi, but that's just of that's course. me. Um, you know, I certainly, yeah, that's just it is just me. Um, but weird. I feel like I'm gonna it's gonna be like one of those things where like I don't hear it, and now that I know, I'm gonna hear it everywhere I go. Now that our brain has been turned on to it. Yep. I'm just gonna hear <laughs> it in my dreams, man. Welcome. So this this is so fun. Uh basically, I just discovered like this hilarious TikTok clip of clip of this guy named Connor Kearney, who is uh basically a young American who has traveled to Ireland, might be living there for a little bit with his It girlfriend. sounds like with a name like that, he's going back to his homeland a little bit there, huh? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, Connor Kearney. Um, basically kind of blew up TikTok because he learned that at petrol stations, a.k.a. gas stations, um, because clearly he's never experienced this in America, but in an Irish petrol station, they have a kick-ass deli counter where you can get all sorts of delights. And I'm also like, Connor, it's also called Gas Station Barbecue all through Texas. It's called fucking Get a warm and a hot spam masubi in Hawaii I from know. your gas station. I know. Like, it's adorable. Connor's adorable, it's adorable right now. Yeah. So he thinks he discovered gas station food, but I do enjoy so much that he's flipping out over Irish food and it sounds kind of awful. To yeah, specifically his big choice is um it's uh like an egg sam a tiki chicken like egg sandwich, right? On a baguette kind of. It's like a combination. Yeah. I mean, good for him for thinking chef's kiss over this and thinking it's blowing his mind. Like, I do think it's great because, you know, I we talked, we talked about gas station food on this podcast so many times. Yes. Like, it is not to be slept on. It is where it's at. Like, even like the petrol stations in Italy, when you're just on the road and you pull over and you get the most fucking delicious espresso and little bites to eat there. You know what I mean? Like uh, Japan is like fully, there's 7-Elevens, which I'm going to Japan in 2025. And I'm so excited to go to the 7-Elevens because they're just like stacked with like fresh made goodness all the time. So this is something that 
might be new to Connor and good for him for blowing it up, but like, how adorable. How adorable. But, you know, and I guess I would, on, um, you know, as devil's advocate, would just say that, like, depending regionally where you live, right? It's like, I think of where I grew up. It's like, okay, oh, yeah. Rochester, Michigan, totally. the gas stations are, you're going to get your Cheetos, yeah. your Slim It's going to be like a hot dog on a rotating heater that's shriveled up and weird. You know, it's going to be like, we- yeah, it's it's not that great. And I get that, but it's it, it breaks my heart that he had to go all the way to Ireland to learn that gas stations, depending where you live, are treasure troves of like having kick-ass little fucking hidden gem food counters. <laughs> but everyone's really mad too because his girlfriend is like she's like I'm eating a fully loaded cup and it has a biscuit in it with some crispy french fries and everyone's like that's a scone you bitch ah! oh speaking of fully loaded cups holy shit I was at Ikea the other day uh, I got a new rug and I didn't realize in the cafeteria there they have a they have a Swedish meatball sundae they call it a sundae <laughs> And so it's like a big scoop of mashed potatoes with like okay. Swedish meatballs and then gravy and a little bit of lindenberry jam. But it's like the perfect little portion of it. And it's a like a perfect l- bite, as we say. It's kind of yes. like, you know, yeah, yeah. It's like a three little, you know, you, like you could share it. You could do it on your own. But it's like a cute little like savory sundae that like Ikea makes. And I think it was, I think it was amazing. <laughs> You know, um, makes me sad that I'll never taste it because I think I'm at a point in my life where I vowed to never set foot in that store again, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not down on anybody who's no, going. No, no, no. It's I'm totally. Like, I get it. Honestly, never again. Never the again. The only reason I ever really go is because I, I love their Christmas decorations. Their wrapping paper is so cute, oh, and I did, okay. and, I, and I just there, and then again, and I happened to just score this like amazing new rug, but nine times out of ten. I don't get anything accomplished that I need you in that store. You know, it's like, don't get me going about like, like if you want to get cheap furniture, yeah, yeah. like if you want to get your steps in, go, you know what I mean? If you need like a basket, maybe, you know what I mean? Think, if you just want to go <laughs> have fun and like cackle at the names of all the items that they have on display. Great. You know, but yeah, Ikea is a lot, <laughs> but you All right. Well, let's jump into this next uh, headline. I'll I'll take this one. Please. Oh my god! This is this makes me go like back the other way of being like, and this should not happen. But go on. Yeah. So this is from a Fox News four headline. So this is uh, Walmart is bringing poke bowls to the masses. Holy shit! By adding restaurants inside locations nationwide. Now I did think, and I was correct. I was like, why are they doing poke bowls? This has to be a Hawaiian thing. And like, sure as shit. It's a Hawaiian thing. So there's a partnership uh, with a restaurant called a franchise restaurant called Uncle Sharky um, that has Hawaiian roots, obviously, serving poke bowls, boba teas, and dull soft serve. So, you know, I just think when we go to Walmart, we just don't think of raw fish bowls. And I think that's what makes it so uh, so wild. But I do think it's kind of fun that poke has gone this far. The trickle down has gone this far and that Walmart is now offering them up. And look, you know, they're healthy. They're better. I think when I think of Walmart, I don't think healthy options. So maybe this is a good thing, Brooke, huh? <laughs> when I when I think Walmart in general, I don't think of the average consumer being cool with raw fish. Mm-hmm. Like I and I I I mean my my family, okay, right? And my family has some semi-adventurous eaters. We've we've been around, we've traveled a lot, but they're still missing like they've never 
They still don't get down with sushi. Mm-hmm. It's very confusing to them. So then I was home a couple uh, holidays ago and I'm not going to get. Uh, all right. My aunts were like, we're doing a poke bowl. Like we're going to do a do, make your own poke poke bowl. Like like a little like a, OK, like a bar like, as in the, like a potato bar, but poke. Uh-huh. <laughs> but then imagine your Midwestern aunts who've never had it before. Um, I don't even know how to explain to you how bad these were. And it was cooked shrimp and other weird like I- I'm just saying like it was so gross. It had no flavor. <laughs> it was a really weird experience. And but then everything was cooked. So they missed the whole point of, you know, you're sure. supposed to get high quality raw fish and so on. And I just, for me, it's like when someone's going to buy their 24 pack of toilet paper, I mm-hmm. don't see them sitting down and getting down with some yellow fin raw ahi tuna. Sure, man. I get it. <laughs> well, Walmart. it's interesting though, because if like Costco is serving poke balls, people will probably be flipping their shit. It's they an interesting would. turn, of, you know, but, but like. But Costco has a little more of that like, People are crazy for a Costco. It's culty, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I've gone into the Walmart here in Burbank because I had to get a, a spray paint. The only, the only shade I wanted. They were the only person that carried the shade I wanted. And then I was there, and I was like, I'm going to lurk around and look at all the things. And over in the cooking area, they had, I shit you not, prepackaged bacon grease for cooking. It was like all ready, ready to go. Okay. <laughs> Wow. I was like, damn, Walmart, you don't fuck around. Um, they don't give a fuck. You know, I've never seen that anywhere else in my whole life. I didn't purchase it, but I was I did take a photo of it um and immediately sent it to my sister with it. <laughs> fuck yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. You, you know what you know what I like here too is uh, Uncle Sharky, as they go on to say, is you know, bringing their restaurant collab to a few Walmart locations. So like you said, that they're going to serve the poke and the Dole Whip and whatever, as well as, and this is very vague, exclusive menu items designed specifically for Walmart customers. What do you think that is? I have no idea, but I, you know, they said that there'll be, maybe there'll be one here in LA or it'll be in Burbank specifically. Of course it'll be in Burbank. Yeah. But I'm sitting here going like designed for Walmart. Well, you already missed the mark by deciding to serve them pokey. Like, so I don't know. And then it's like, and then it'll be a Bologna sandwich with mustard, you know? (laughs) I mean, yeah, maybe there'll be some fun spam situations. You know, I typically will only eat spam when in Hawaii, but I have known I can, I can house a Masubi here, uh, stateside, you know? (laughs) Yeah. There's a great, the, the ramen spots here in LA, if they do that sort of fusion into the Hawaiian realm, which a few of the... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey. Ramen places do. They make great Spam Masubi, and I always order them up. They're so delightful. Like I said, I sent Sean off to work one morning with a little heated up Spam Masubi, and he had to leave, oh leave like six in the morning and had his like hot little what breakfast little all breakfast. wrapped up. Oh my yeah, God. It's so, so great. Good. Anyways, well, talking about other atrocities, um, this is a fun headline from CNN Travel. Uh, basically, there is a renowned chef named Gino Sorbillo, um, and he owns a pizza spot called Pizza Maestro. Um, but what he's done is open a spot in Naples in Italy and has basically tried to desecrate the Italian way of life by introducing pineapple on pizza. And it has gone um, poorly, but also surprisingly well. Let's discuss. Uh, well, I guess let's take, what's your, what's your take on pineapple on pizza there, Brooke? So when I do it here, right, usually, and, and we'll get into the twist on his, cause I really like his, you know, sneaky twist on the pineapple pizza. But okay, here's stateside. It's a red sauce. And if someone's going to do that, I usually need it to be pepperoni and pineapple. And mm-hmm. then I need either jalapeno or banana pepper yeah. yes, you to need balance like, it out. Completely. Yeah. Uh, totally. And I, for the longest time, I didn't, I, I didn't do the, the pepperoni pineapple combo. And one day I did. And I was like, this is what I've been missing. It was always like spicy pepper, pineapple but i am i am pro pineapple on pizza is what I okay say. yeah i am thumbs i think up. yeah it's i am not ham and pineapple i think that's awful bacon and pineapple though okay changer you know what i mean okay um but i mean i think you're either you're either very much for or it's like i think people are just like yeah sure or people are like so fucking against it like you know <laughs> they're just like how dare you it's really ridiculous and so i think that what this chef is doing it doesn't it's, it's not that far out of reach i think there's been experimentation with different toppings on pizzas yes of course naples is where like it's the purest form it's the birthplace of pizza you know you don't want to mix with like original but it sounds like what he's doing sounds Absolutely delightful. First of all, yeah. it only costs seven euro. Food is so cheap in Italy. It's amazing. Just in Europe. And it's the best. And it makes me so mad. So it's basically a pizza Bianca, right? So there's mm-hmm. no tomato layer. And then no. it's sprinkled with no fewer than three types of cheese. And the pineapple is cooked twice. So it feels car. It's like it got a caramelized kind of a flavor to it. Oh, that's sexy. Oh, my God. It sounds amazing. And what is like, you know, the profile, it's like different you know obviously but as far as taste and profile and the acid it's providing in the sweetness how is it different than doing like a balsamic drizzle you know what i mean right like an aged balsamic drizzle on a pie and i don't know if that's a huge thing on it has to be a specialty pie i'm sure but it's giving the same feels oh yeah i mean everyone's kind of you know we've gone the way of either the balsamic drizzle or there's like the hot honey on top of prosciutto which is really popular everywhere um and hot honey on pizza you know sometimes your brain's going i don't know about this and then you try it and you're like like, yeah i'm glad i'm glad i'm adventurous it's rounding out all the flavors in your mouth i had to make uh i made a huge (laughs) vat of veggie chili the other day um, and you know, sometimes the, the smoked peppers, the dried peppers can make everything taste quite bitter, you know, even mm, mm-hmm. and so I rounded it out with, with some heat and some maple syrup 
and some acid. And like, like that's what hey. this is doing. This is, and then it like hits all the notes on your palate and the balance is beautiful. I, I really like that because yeah, some people will also soften the flavors in chili by adding just a dash of cinnamon. Mm-hmm. That can be a secret ingredient, like a warming spice that neutralizes things. Um, I always put a splash of kind of sweet and tangy barbecue sauce mm. in my chili, which is also a quick and easy shortcut just to round out all the, yeah, the spice and the, and the bitterness. Um, but this this chef Sorbio, um, basically he's like, I'm a third generation, you know, pizza maker. And I love that he's like, I want to fight food prejudice, even here, like in the birthplace of, you know, staunch Italian and pizza lovers. And, and you know, because obviously locals are like, this is heresy. Don't fucking do it. And it's almost like he is the way you like sneak a pill for a dog into a beautiful piece of cheese, the way he has <laughs> disguised it by like caramelizing and doing like the really luscious cheese and, and turning it into something um, to be like, here, try this first and then I'll tell you what it is mm-hmm. sort of thing. It's he's he's turning he's turning people to the way of pineapple. Um, granted, other people are having complete meltdowns. And when they hear the word pineapple, they're acting like he's trying to poison them, which is hilarious. Right. I mean, the next thing is like, look, if you come up with a fancy ranch sauce to dip it in, let me eat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to me, I think bringing ranch sauce to Italy is more heresy than trying to involve a fruit. Absolutely. (laughs) Pizza. All right. All right. Well, let's 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 do this very last one, huh? Uh, Yeah. This one is also really great. So this is from uh, Business Insider. So a London restaurant pulled spaghetti carbonara from its menu, claiming that the diners complained too much that it didn't contain cream and sometimes even asked to add chicken. Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> Come on, people. <laughs> it, you know, a lot of you out there are probably already giggling and probably already know um, that carbonara is actually does not have cream in it uh, no. at all. Um, so the dish is used, it used it uses egg yolks, right, to make that creaminess. Pecorino cheese, again, to make the creaminess. Black pepper. Guanacale. 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 Or maybe some lardo. Or maybe just lardo. plain old bacon. Lardo. You know, a little bit of, like, bacon. And, and that's it. There's no cream. Um, that is what makes it, you know. And if you ask to add cream and you ask to add chicken, Brooke, what does it sound like they actually want to eat instead of spaghetti carbonara? Like a fettuccine. Like a fettuccine. fettuccine. Alfredo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So a lot of people, and to me, because I'm like, I've seen like uh, carbonara is almost like, it's like breakfast pasta. Totally. I've seen it on brunch menus because it's- It's a beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? And that's a traditional Roman dish. That's a Roman dish. It's like uh, machichana. Uh, uh, and then, uh, you know, you got there. Wait, a machichana carbonara and cacio e pepe. Sorry, those are the big yeah. three. Those are the big three for Roman pasta dishes. So <clears throat> the restaurant is explaining this, you know, and says, look, this is what we do. We don't really add any substitutions, but some of you have asked us to add cream, mushrooms, chicken, or other ingredients to our carbonara. Some, some said it was too tall, salty. Some thought it wasn't creamy enough. Um, you know, reviews said it was really salty, not saucy enough. Others call it a disgrace, <laughs> you know? But ba- like, basically, it's this 
hot topic every single time the servers, uh, you know, clock in for a shift at the Italian restaurant. Mm -hmm. This is the most problematic dish that happens every night. Someone sends it back, tries to add things. And then the reviews on Yelp start pouring in being like where then it's even a hotly debated topic of people saying, I know that you're a real Italian restaurant because your carbonara is authentic. And then for every nice one, there'll be someone who replies being like, worst carbonara ever with someone who doesn't know what carbonara actually is. And so because it is just this fucking hot potato <laughs> of a dish, they People were like, can't. yeah, they're like, you know what? Yank it. 86 it. Yank it. We 86 done. it. We're, we're so tired of talking about this. Yeah. Um, that would drive me up a fucking wall, Andre. Oh, my God. Like, I would just be like, again, with the carbonara. Um, yeah. So this is, again, this is Bottega uh, Prelli, uh, sorry, uh, Prelibato. Prelibato, it's in Shoreditch is where it I've is. I've been in, in Shoreditch in, is great. In London. Very yeah. hip. Um, so I just think it's hilarious, the, the huge controversy surrounding it. And it should, you know, if you can't discern, I just, I feel like carbonara is salty as fuck, but it's supposed to be. Again, like, you, you know, you get that like salty meat and it's like so heavy and like hearty and thick that I think it's I think it's this is a hilarious story everybody calm down oh god but again like you know I do kind of like this to be like you know what why don't we just like do we'll just take the high road and just eliminate it so you guys can't complain anymore if you're not gonna like get down with the authentic beautiful dish we're gonna present to you you don't even get the opportunity to love it or hate it (laughs) I'm into it. I'm into it. You know, and maybe it could be a secret menu item for people who fucking know. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Okay. Thank you. Well, that wraps up for headlines, you know, and we thought we would kind of end today, um, you know, by talking about some fun resolutions, you know, maybe back and forth that are maybe resolutions that we 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 will and wish toward restaurants in the year of yes. 2024. I personally have no resolutions like usual. So mine are all aimed at the restaurant industry. Um, I'll go ahead and um, these are like microaggressions and critiques almost more than they are resolutions on my end. I have some feelings um, about the table side Bluetooth check dispensing swipey machine Mm. that gets worn like a purse. Mm. Um, I think... You know, for us, we had years of QR code fatigue and had a lot of feelings about not being able to touch menus. And while that's mostly back to normal, now here we are with the weird end of service situation where someone just stands there and prints out a check and rips them off and hands them to you all. And you sit there and I'm just like, I like the there's still something sexy about dropping the check, Mm -hmm. opening up the, you know, the little private booklet that has it in there and looking it over there is once again performance anxiety the Mm -hmm. minute they rip it out and they're like and what kind of tip do you want to add and blah 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 and I'm just like oh god I don't like it uh I agree I I do I do like the whole like whenever you're ready you know kind of like slide Mm -hmm. it on over that's great I'm gonna go with like more fun bathrooms um as a restaurant I love a fun bathroom in a restaurant I gotta say I find myself in a fun bathroom just be it's almost like if oh I have to pee maybe you're having a weird interaction a weird you know date a weird like a family member or whatever but to have like a beautiful lovely bathroom just to be like oh I have like my eyes like looking at so many lovely things like the tile work or maybe like the music is different in there or like the 
the, the, the fixtures for the water fixtures, you know, are nice, but like, I just, or you know what I love is like a completely enclosed, like private stall too, you know? Sure. Inside so, the private bathroom. Yeah. That's what yeah. I, I wish for restaurants. It's more fun bathrooms or <laughs> It's part of the experience and you're, you're missing an opportunity for the customer to have another experience and you want it to be a good one, not mm-hmm. a scary bad mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. We all, we all know that bathroom. We can all think of that bathroom mm-hmm. at that restaurant. Mm-hmm. All right. So another gripe, and I know that with, you know, labor cost up and food cost up and the pandemic crushing, you know, the restaurant industry. But my gripe is like, there's nowhere to go on Monday anymore. Yeah. Um, and I that have is like to a running be- list of actual go-tos for Mondays and Tuesdays now. That's amazing. You know what? We should approach Eater and oh, yeah. try and do a little thing. Um, but so then I'm also saying, here's an opportunity. Call me crazy. Since uh, I think almost 40 TGI Friday locations just closed down regionally, a bunch all on the East Coast. You know what, TGIMs? Somebody, <laughs> no, I think just a, a restaurant just called Mondays. Mondays. <laughs> yep. And they just do Mondays. You know, maybe they stay in a restaurant that closes down and it's a new staff with a new menu, something crazy. I know there's I'm always totally a fish special at Mondays. At Mondays, baby. <laughs> but I, I'm 100% here for a, a, a a restaurant only open one night a week called Mondays, and it's oh the most God. fun you've ever had. That's fantastic. I love that. Okay, I'm gonna go with um, soundproof before you blast the music, baby. Like okay. I, I love, I love a vibe. I love a good music. But what I don't, what I hate is when you can't hear someone and you're like right next to them. You can't hear who you're talking to. You can't hear your server. It's just you know, again, I love a vibe, and but I, you know, it's really nice when these new buildouts. And I know it's hard in older buildings, but it's like I just think it's just like think about sound absorption. Before you, you know, do a table layout before anything else, you know, I, I, Dunsmore, which is here in mm-hmm. Glassell Park, very close to you. If you look up at the ceiling, it's all like acoustically modified and you, nice. can, you can hear, I could hear the music. I could hear my server. I could hear Brian. I just thought it was beautiful. So I will just be like, you know, I feel like sometimes it's kind of an afterthought and it's just like one big echo chamber. So that's my resolution and my hope, you know, another one for restaurants this year. I really like that. Mm-hmm. I like that too. Um, this is a simple one. Uh, more fun matchbooks. Snap, right? snap, 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 snap. Who doesn't that. love a little piece of nostalgia to take home with you? A little it's gold inlay, huh? Just Ooh. something, you know, do you like do you like the book or are you more of a sliding box uh, sort of uh, restaurant when you're thinking about that the fun font it can either be the font of your menu or the you know the name of your restaurant like I for me like we love the bub and grandma's little mm-hmm. matchbook mm-hmm. Um, but in general like it, it it is really the little gift that keeps giving Um, it, I always look at it and it like it puts brand recognition in my head every time I look at your little matchbook and it's just so fun I, I'm never a hog I never take more than one no but I but I appreciate it so much. And again, like a well thought out bathroom in a restaurant, a matchbook on the way out is another part of the service and experience of a customer. Completely. That's very pleasing. And then when you see them later and you like see them or you set them or you forgot you had them and you find them, you think very fondly on your experience that you had there. Right. You do more inclined to go back. So good. Um, OK, so my last resolution. And I just really feel like this is like fallen by the wayside for me. Just more cherry picking of like busing tables in the middle of service. Mm. Like I don't, I have been to so many places lately where it's just like our 
dishes just sit there and sit there and sit there and sit there and like nobody's coming to bust like it's just it's I don't know what it is but like you know bless everybody's hearts who are being understaffed and all that but I mm-hmm. if I just like if you're at the table you should like full hands in full hands out that's what I was taught you know like always be trying to like clear and do something absolutely and then especially like you know like so much of catering um, after, you know, you've, you're done with the service part, then the rest of the job is getting everyone's shit, mm-hmm. you know, bust. And they're, uh, you know, there's no shame in cherry pick. Like it's, it's literally, you're being paid to cherry pick. And, yep. um, it's, you shouldn't have like disgusting plates with someone's napkin smashed into the cheese they didn't eat. And nope. like just sitting there, it's, it's horrible. And let's all do better. Yeah. We, we shouldn't have to stack our shit and push it forward. And, but you know, whatever, that's just me. And like how I used to always make sure my tables were clean in an OCD way but that's me um but those are those are resolutions and those are headlines and that's our first episode of 2024 Brooke I I think we did good with our little COVID break I think so too well that would we're gonna have to wrap her up and we'll see you guys next week and Brooke you know what we say at the end of every episode Godspeed good tips everybody see you later happy 2024